0: Let's go. let's go! Come on, everybody, and let's get to pumping, cause it's 30 days the time, baby. Rip City is jumping
1: now. Okay, Brindle, up the middle. Come on, everybody!
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the 246th edition of the Holy Backboard Podcast. I am Dustin here in Rip City, and I got my man. Sage, chilling in Beaverton,
1: Oregon, where it's oppressively hot right now. And your boy is 24 hours past the second dose of the vaccine. So I'm not feeling that well. So, uh, you know, when I'm tired, I say some off the wall shit. And since the, since this vaccine happened, bro, my filter is gone. So I'm very curious to what I say. But uh, we're here to discuss the game that just happened.
0: It is 9.49 PM local time. The game probably ended 20, 25 minutes ago. Emotions. This this is us. This is this is raw. Uh, we're, we're coming live right after a heartbreaking double overtime defeat in Denver to the Nuggets. 147 to 140. It had everything. It had nothing. It was a Denver W, and they now hold a three-two series lead as the series shifts back to Portland for a win or go home game six Thursday at five. Sage, I've I've been so incredibly positive this entire postseason, even leading up to it. I was believing in the team. I I, I still, in my heart of hearts, believe we are two tiers above them talent-wise. Like, don't get me wrong. I I still think this team is supremely talented. I I don't know why we're talking about going to to Portland down 3-2 for a sixth game. That's... Even if Portland somehow wins this series, there are so many things that just need to get fixed. We'll get to Dame because he was unreal, probably one of the best performances we've ever seen but I want to start from the jump. Sage, Portland kicks Denver's ass up up by 33 at one point in game four. They have two days off. They they know this is a great chance to steal a game, come home, close it out in six. Yet what did they do to start that game? Instead of attacking the paint and attacking matchups like Michael Porter Jr., the Blazers settled for three-point shots on their first four attempts all bricklayers. They found themselves down by 22 points in the second quarter before digging themselves out of a hole. We can talk about the fouls on Jokic. We can we can talk about Jokic not committing a foul. The refs did not decide this game. Portland decided this game in the opening 24 minutes of, of action. Had they came out and handled business with focus with energy and a purpose, we wouldn't have needed Dame's heroics just to get to a second overtime. I, I just don't know how a team so talented, knowing what's at stake, can come out and just and lay that drastic uh, of an egg. I mean, it's it's been the the it's been the theme of the series for me, Sage. Because you look at Game One, our bench bailed us out in the first half. You look at Game Two, Dame tried to, it wasn't enough. Game Three. And this comes in the game, everything falls apart. It's just like Game Four was the only time we've played Blazer basketball. Like I, I didn't see the intensity on defense. I saw us, the bad habits came back on offense. It was the quick shots from three, on defense, easy switches, not fighting through screens, not rebounding, not swarming. Frankly, not giving a damn. And that is unacceptable in my opinion.
1: We've talked about this. The the super talented but don't. Perform for this entire year for multiple years like game game four was like the anomaly and this is what it is we we don't approach it the right way and lose so when when we got down to that multiple point deficit in the first quarter by not by not attacking by not bending the defense whatsoever so the defense was engaged with all of our players on this three point shots. It was, it was tough. You know, it, it, it's happened for uh multiple years where this core plus stats, this, this shit's happened. So, uh, I mean, I want to pretend to be surprised, but I'm you not. You
0: shouldn't be surprised to quote Mike Singletary. The Blazers are who we thought they were. Th- they're not going to change. And it, we
1: don't have time to. It, it's it's literally impossible for us to change permanently. Like even if we win win Thursday and win whatever the next day is, this problem's ugly head is going to be a, be a thing for the rest of the time that this core and coach are together. It, it's not going to change. the it, The long term sample size is this is what we this is what we thought we were.
0: And frankly, we're lucky we're playing Denver. That is allowing us to at least make this look like a respectable series. If it was any other team, maybe except for Memphis in the Western Conference first round, maybe a four or five game series. Like it's it's that ridiculous that this team can't put it together. I, I don't know if it's a coaching problem. I don't know if it's a player problem. I I, I don't. I I think it's probably a combination of and
1: a- until we, until one of the the two cogs in this is gone. You have to give the
0: blame to both. Game five felt like game four of – or excuse me, game three of that 2019 series where it was just heroics after heroics, gut-wrenching performance. Portland was on top that game. Portland came uh, on the losing end of this one. They are going to have to dig deep to to get back um, because I'll, I'll tell you, as a fan – I haven't felt this gutted in a long time. I mean, we're talking about Damian Lillard, I think a top five player in the NBA. I, th- I think he needs to be first team all NBA. He had a performance for, for the ages. I mean, let's, let's not undersell what he did. Out there in 52 minutes of action, mind you, 52 minutes, he puts up 55 points, On 17 of 24 shooting, 12 of 17 from downtown, 9 of 10 from the line, grabs six rebounds, finds time to hand out 10 assists, three blocks, one steal, commits one single turnover. Sage, it was a historic performance by our point God. We're looking at the first player in NBA history with a 55.10 plus uh, assist performance the first player in NBA history to hit 12 threes. He hits two game tying shots in the fourth quarter and in the first overtime. And he scored or assisted on 37 of Portland's final 42 points. Um, it, it was to a point where I was like, Dame's we we have to win. Right. I mean, like Dame is just doing some, some supernatural things. And I'm thankful I got to witness that performance, but I, I I'm all I'm just I'm gutted for Dame that he had to do that and just nobody showed up to the party, stage. Nobody got the invite. Everyone was late. He was the only one on time.
1: I I mean, I was looking and they don't have the stats up for uh, potential assists because he set the team up with some very makeable shots that just didn't go in. So I bet that potential assist was like 18, 19. But we ended up with 10. Actually, I'd probably go 20 potential assists. I felt like CJ knew he didn't have it in him. And he chilled for a good amount of time on taking attempts. And then it was just, in certain times, it was like pushed on him to make a play. And he just didn't. You know, CJ was a huge component of the win yesterday. Or the win. I, I don't know if I could slander him. It was a uh, very rough time because, like you said, players did not show up in producing offensively in times where Dame needed it. Because that last five minutes of the game, they didn't—they didn't give Dame a molecule of space. So it was one of those four-on-three opportunities for the Blazers, and we didn't cash it in. This is an issue, but it's not going to be fixed in the next two days. This is gonna—this is gonna take months and months. For people to uh take advantage of a broken defense
0: and we saw the looks that Damian was able to get throughout the series i mean throughout this series he has exceeded i think anyone's expectations you're looking at 36 points per game 10 assists four and a half boards i mean he's only turned the ball over one and a half times playing 41 minutes Shooting 43% from downtown on 13 attempts, getting to the line eight times, hitting 95% of his attempts. I mean, those are God-tier numbers. Like, Damian is doing everything. And we expected Portland to have the advantage at the guard position, especially with Denver down three of their top uh, wing, wing players. And so when you say this is why I thought it was going to be a quick series in Portland's favor because of the looks that Dame was going to get and the looks he was going to create for others, we can talk about the defense. And I think the defense has been a huge component of Portland being in the predicament that they're at. Now we can talk about Nurkic and his foul trouble, which I think also plays a role, but when it comes down to just this series, The Blazer wing players have not shown up to the party, not named Damian Lillard. You mentioned C.J. McCollum, 7 of 22, 2 of 8 from downtown. Norman Powell, 5 of 14, 0 of 3 from downtown. Carmelo Anthony, 3 of 11, 2 of 9 from downtown. Combined, those three players shot 15 of 47 from the field, four of 20 from downtown for 39 points. You look at what Denver did with Austin rivers, a 10 day contract, five of 10 from the field, four of eight from three for 18 points. Monte Morris, a former second round pick, a bench player, goes seven of 18 from the field, four of nine from downtown, goes to the line 11 times, knocks them all down 28 points. Oh, and Marcus Howard, I I believe he was either a second round pick or he was undrafted out of Marquette this year, a rookie on the biggest stage, three of six, three of four from downtown for nine points. Those three Denver guards combined to shoot 11 of 21 from downtown for 55 points. And here's the kicker stage. Those three players combined to make $2.7 million. (laughs) Our three players combined to make $42.8 million. Our roster is based around guard play. We cannot be getting this level of guard play, especially against the defense that Denver is putting up. I mean, if that's not a sign that everything just needs to get rearranged wholesale changes, then, then I don't know what is because you can't have players who you pay to be shooters not make their shots. And let me make it clear. I'm not for slandering anyone online to their face. Like, they're human beings, too. You can talk about their basketball performance, but don't be an asshole about it. I'm talking strictly about their basketball performance because I love all of them as people. I love the whole team as, as persons. But on the basketball floor, our three shooters, they, they just have not shown up this entire series, and, and that's why we're facing elimination on Thursday.
1: There were some very tired legs. I mean, all of the players that – are part of the core outside of Yusuf because of foul trouble played outrageous amounts of minutes that, uh, in today's game. So it looked like a lot of those shots that Dame set up. They just didn't have the legs for it. And
0: Austin rivers played 47 minutes and Monte Morris played 41 and a half they're, they're in the same situation too.
1: I mean, but Monte Morris and Austin rivers didn't play 38 minutes a game.
0: During the regular season, too. I mean, they're still come, they're each coming off of two days of rest. Like Dame was making it happen. Like, like I'm saying, like these are professional scorers. Like, I I'm just at the point where I, I can't see any excuses. Like it's they got looks. I think CJ forced it a bit. Norm Norm couldn't throw it in the ocean. And then Carmelo Anthony, for such a wonderful catch-and-shoot player. Just decided to catch, dribble, and and just do all of these moves with the ball. Just catch and shoot. And he committed a couple turnovers off of it, could never get into a rhythm. Um, it just wasn't meant to be tonight. And the biggest sign of that is CJ McCollum stepping out of bounds on a potential game tying three. Um it just it, it wasn't meant to be the it's starting that that game felt pretty daggery uh to me. I know there's still two left. I know we beat them in seven. In 2019, but when you get that type of performance from your superstar, and literally nothing else goes right, that that just it it hurts. It that is a fantastic way to. It's I I feel so deflated. I, I don't know, I don't know how the team cannot be deflated. I I know Denver in 2019 after losing that four overtime. Uh, game came back and they beat us but again that's game four i mean this is now game six like the margin for error is zero we talk about must win games all the time throughout the regular season even tonight this is portland's first true win or stay at home like you guys are not going to go back on the plane to denver um and it's gonna it's gonna be an early exit in in, in, the, op, in the in the post, after the postseason
1: so we talked about dame we talked about the lack of teammates we talked about Denver. Let's just cut to the chase. Unless we have fan questions, what's your prediction for game six? No, acknowledging that right now you're deflated and upset with your team, what do you think is going to happen game six?
0: I, I'm, I'm tired of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I've tr- again, I've tried to be positive with this team. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to game six. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to, you know, cheer till the end but I have seen enough like this team has kind of showed has shown me who they are and they're inconsistent. They, they don't always bring it. Would it surprise me if we won by 30? No. Would it surprise me if we lost by eight or nine? No. Like I just, Denver has just been the more consistent team in terms of just overall play Portland's peaks have been higher, but their valleys have been so much lower um, my biggest concern is that Portland is going to try to overcompensate in game six and maybe get other players involved, and they just may not have it this series. Like, Damian Lillard is the key to winning, and it's it's so strange that we won game four so easily with Dame having his worst performance, but I, after after seeing, you know... There was a two. level
1: of aggression in four that wasn't there in five, yep. so... You know, like we, we played really good defense in game four, which led to a fast break. So which led to easy offense, which got Norm and, and, and the rest of the team, easy buckets. So they felt confident in taking the difficult shots. That wasn't there this game.
0: We do have a fan question though. Oh, cool. So it's one that we, that came in late um, from last episode. Oh, actually, they all just came in. Oh, whoa. So I want to get to Dana Ramoni's question first. It came in a little late after uh, Saturday's uh, victory. And this is still relevant to the day because we saw a lot of it after Yusuf Nurkic fouled out. What is the difference, Sage, between this series and the 2019 series that has made Ennis Cantor lose his rotation minutes? Was 2019 just because of necessity?
1: We didn't really have anything else. Now that we have Yusuf Nurkic, who's a better defender in every single way it's a better it's a better use of our minutes to put use of it in it for as long as he can physically play and not get into foul trouble. Um, and it surprised me today with, I didn't feel like he was a net negative. He was a net neutral in today's game. And that's honestly surprising at how well he played defensively. I mean, the, the, the Nuggets didn't attack him as much as I feared. But when Joker was posting him up, he was he was there and made him shoot over high hands. So, you know, if, if we didn't have however many minutes he played as evidence that he can play, I probably wouldn't have expected him to play a, a second of real run.
0: I think there's a couple of differences between 2019 and the current series. The first being Denver's primary backup was Mason Plumley back then. So he's not a threat on the pick and pop. He's more of a rim runner, especially off of the pick and roll crashing the glass and his canter can can match up with that type of, of big and then you look at who he's defending Nikola Jokic Jokic is now in better shape he's he's quicker he's i think more adept at shooting the three he's letting it fly at a higher rate he's just a better player that's why he's going to yeah, be the MVP this version of him is going to win the MVP he's just better and then you factor in that Denver now doesn't have a backup like Plumlee instead they have Jamichael Green and Paul Millsap who are pulling Ennis away from the basket with the pick and pop and they're just getting wide open looks and unfortunately they have been uh, converting so we haven't been able to take advantage of Ennis Cantor um, offensively and he's he's just getting kind of put into a blender defensively so that's really uh, I think what it's came down to it's just not a good matchup for Ennis and like we mentioned really could have used uh, a dose of Zach Collins tonight.
1: I think he played better than what I would have expected out of him. Salute to Ennis for not not being that net negative defensively that I feared that he would be.
0: Uh, Question probably more applies to you, Sage. Uh, Cookbook Trail wants to know, how do you record a podcast when you're sweating profusely and sobbing? I
1: also am dealing with the vaccine, so I'm just soldiering it out. Uh, It's hot as fuck. But I'm not crying because uh, I kind of expected shit like this to happen. And I've watched bad teams. Not saying this is a bad team, but we have bad team uh, habits.
0: Yeah, this is more of a, a rip the band-aid off for me. Like, let's just talk about it. Get our feelings out of there. And uh, it's,
1: it's, if we skipped a day, then I would be like, you know, like I'm dealing with this vaccine shit. We can, but it's been five nights of recording and publishing in the same day so why ruin why ruin the uh the streak that we're on
0: and maybe had dame not had the game he did maybe we don't record but i mean that that was worthwhile to talk about we you know have to absolutely um acknowledge that um question from at blazers down how can the team bring that intensity for game six given the double overtime letdown?
1: This is it. Like, if you want to uh, continue this playoff journey, they're going to have to use the level of aggression they did in Game Four. If they don't, Denver's gonna win. I mean, that's as simple as that. You got to, from minute one second into the clock till the shit zero 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 in the fourth, they have to expend the most energy they can. And if they don't,
0: they're gonna probably lose. I mean, the one the one miniature the, the the thinnest silver of linings is that this team plays well when their backs are against the wall
1: they don't want to make it as difficult as possible on
0: themselves tie 2-2 two, two is is not a challenging enough for this team That they like they like it when, when it gets when it gets tough they like it when it's an uphill climb i mean it doesn't get any more of a must win than an elimination game and I, you you don't I think person to person, player to player, you don't want to ever go out on your home floor like you you don't want to lose game six. You want to at least send it back to Denver, because if you send it back to Denver, then I think some doubt can creep into the Nuggets who have already lost a game seven to the Trailblazers in a similar scenario. You have to know that this is our season this is our roster. This roster will never be the same. This roster will never play again together. All, all 15 play. And I will, I would bet a large amount of money that the roster is going to look significantly different and they're going to be frequent changes if we lose in six or seven. So if you like the teammates you're playing with, you better fucking come correct. And so, it, so this is where I, I think coaching is a little overrated not saying it's it's very necessary. We've seen it in this series and all series long with the Blazers. But this is where it comes from the players. It comes from within. Like they have to motivate themselves. So there's no speech a coach can give you. There's nothing. It has to be an internal flame that needs to be lit and you have to play with your hair on fire and you have to want it. You have to play desperate. We've seen this team do it before. Will they do it? I don't know what Blazer team shows up, but that's where it starts. I mean, it has to start internally.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm not answering any CJ's sl- slander.
0: Yeah, we're not going to talk about about CJ trades. Whatever. We have an entire summer to talk about trades. An entire summer to talk about that. Um. Statement from OG uh, Peter at Rip Citizen. So, I guess we have to do something only the Nuggets have been able to do in this series win two in a row. Absolutely right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. There's no more win one at a time bullshit. Everyone knows you have to win two games, or your season's going to end Thursday in Portland or Saturday in Denver. It is going to be a five o'clock local tip, which is just absolutely rough. And, and I think it could impact the start of the game, especially emotionally for the fans, because myself, I can make my own schedule. I can leave a bit early and be there. However, Olga, she's not going to have to meet me at the arena and she might be a little bit late. I, I know a lot of others are, they, they have jobs. I, the NBA really did us dirty. Is there uh, an East Coast game that day? I believe they're going to try to do the Lakers and Suns, and they're going to so
1: two West Coast.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the East Coast series is wrapped, basically. Uh, So,
1: it is what I mean. Like the the smart thing would to do would put an East Coast game there and flex the Lakers, and
0: you know. But the the, the East is done. You're going to get Philly and Washington, I believe, tomorrow. Miami and Milwaukee is done. Brooklyn closed out uh, Boston.
1: So game starts at 4:30? 5. Okay.
0: And then it's, think, it's shitty
1: for people that have yeah, a
0: work schedule. I mean, it's it's just it's not it's not good. Um But again, what what really has been good besides Dame in this series and, you know, we will, will come to you after that game. Hopefully we're talking about a potential game 7 or we're going to be talking about the end of a lot of eras in Portland and I think that's that's, that's tough to see. So if you're a fan, you know, take it on the chin, cope however you need to cope, uh, regroup. If you're going to the game, be loud, be respectful. Don't pull any of this fan bullshit that we're seeing. Oh my
1: god, Doug. it's it's outrageous
0: what I'm seeing, bro. Like, and please don't jumping. talk shit to the players online. Like. Leave our players alone. They already feel bad enough about this loss. It's just a fucking basketball game. I know we get worked up over it. But at the end of the day, it's five grown adults throwing a round ball into a hoop that we just somehow lose our absolute shit over. It, it's not It's not more than that. So treat the players like humans. It sucks that we lost. But Sage, I never got your prediction before we went into... Uh,
1: Are you saying when?
0: I... I think the Nuggets
1: win. It's my head versus my heart. My head thinks that we're going to – we expounded – we used a lot of energy, 50-plus minutes for three of our core players. How are they going to recover to play uh, You know, a, a, a legit game? And my brain thinks we lose. My heart obviously wants us to win because – you know, that that's that's only positive for the holy backboard is that we
0: win. Yeah, I, I'm right with you. Yeah. I still like going into it. Mike. like, we're going to I would
1: not be shocked if we blew them out.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be like this is the this is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. This may be the most maddening Blazer team I've watched since the 2001 team that went from top of the West at the All-Star break to seventh by the time the playoffs rolled around and got swept by the Lakers. So th- this team has so many highs, but they also can get so low. I, I'm right with you. It's head versus heart. I I wouldn't be surprised if we won the series in seven, but right now I I just don't know what blazer team is is going to show up. And and that's kind of frustrating where I'm not really worried about Denver. Yeah, that they're hitting shots, but if we would have played defense the way we're capable of, if we would have went to the basket, like we're capable of, and if our shooters would have made open shots, Again, this is a four or five game series. The fact that it's getting drawn out this long, like I can only stay like really optimistic for so long before a lot of self-awareness kind of kicks in. And, you know, I think the biggest X factor for me is there's two. Can Yusuf Nurkic not pick up fouls in bunches? Five fouls in about five and a half minutes in the second half that completely derailed everything we wanted to do uh, defensively. On the other end of the floor, can Damian Lillard get some consistent help? It's unreal to me that he was able to put up 55 considering nobody else could throw it in the ocean. So that should show you the, the, the amount of looks that the other players are getting. Like we need game four norm. We need game seven of 2019 CJ. We, we just need Mello to catch a shoe. Like Roko did his thing. Can he continue that? We need a little bit more from Anthony. Like our the, the bench is becoming a big X factor. Um, just get it to seven. Don't don't lose on the home floor. But unfortunately, I am I am pre- I'm going head over heart on this one.
1: it, sure, I'll go heart over head just for just the for the problem. fuck of it. Yeah, I mean, I already I already said I my my brain thinks we're gonna lose, but it is what it is. Like. This seems inconsistent. So,
0: last question that just came in: Blazer DC Griff wants to know when does the pain stop, Sage?
1: I'm to be completely honest, I'm not in pain. I'm in pain because I'm tired, but I, I'm not in pain for this loss. Uh, use use a large sample size, and this shit is not as surprising as it was in 2015,
0: 16. I think so. The- I'm a bad person to ask. I think for me, probably tomorrow morning. I'll sleep it off. And also, deep down, I, I know this is what the team is. Like, it's it's not a surprise to me anymore. I, I know there are going to be changes at the end of the season. So I, I've, I've accepted that. Like, even when – even before the playoffs started, I and mean, it's like, how is this team the sixth seed? Like, they should have been higher. They kind of – We thought,
1: thought it was third or second.
0: Yeah, I mean, they – they really didn't live up to expectations all year so there's always been a little bit of like we should be better we're not this is who we are so don't don't get too high don't get too low um sleep it off hey at the very least we get to watch another basketball game um i'm lucky and thankful enough to be able to do it in person who knows if we'll be able to do that um you just never know with with what's going on. So I'm just going to cherish that. And hopefully we see a, a blazer victory, but it, it's rough. It's rough, but we, we just got to move on. You know, the sun will come out tomorrow.
1: We are available on iTunes, Google play stitcher, Himalaya podcast, dash radio, nothing but net radio, Tuesdays, two to three, four to five Eastern. And we out of here. We'll be back for uh, hopefully talking about a game seven in denver so peace out everybody stay safe wherever you may be this is bill shinley
0: good night everybody let's go